Hey guys, my name is Adrian Fanaka and welcome to my Intelligent Automation Product Owner Podcast. In this podcast, I'm exploring the life of a product owner in the field of Intelligent Automation. Uh, This podcast reflects solely my views, even if I'm working for a Fortune 30 company. For planning, we always need to take into consideration how long it takes a bot to run. My idea will be to create multiple processes, but very simple ones. I mean multiple automation, but simple ones. Not to create one very complex and time-demanding automation, but to create multiple simple ones. And this will help you to better place the schedule during the week, for example. And the other thing is that the processes that don't need the results to be visible as soon as possible could be run during outside working hours, in the middle of the night, for example. But of course, it's different from business expectations, uh, in accounts receivables or react. So the answer is with planning. We should plan exactly what we want. I think that we should first do a draft, then go back and retest. Because what I saw and what I could experiment, uh, and I was joining the team when uh, RPA already started, So I did not take part in the first phase, but the main prerequisites of some bots were just not valid after four, five, six, seven months. With a smart scheduling, uh, you can utilize more of the robot use, less IDs, uh, less licenses, and that's how the scheduling can help. First of all, to understand the logic behind each process. I guess most of our issues are coming from misunderstandings, unclear SDDs. That's why you have wrong results. If the SDD is written quite clearly and understandably, then it will be easier and better for business and for IT as well. Difficult to understand code, unclear SDD, these kind of things should be taken uh, care of from the beginning. To make sure the quality is assured for these things, kinds of documents for SDD and for code. If it's done well from the beginning, I believe you can save a number of issues after production. It really depends how it's scheduled. I mean, this is something which is mostly done by a human. So if the scheduling is done in a way that is not efficient, then the production won't be efficient. It really depends on the skills of the scheduler, how it's scheduled. And I think this is something which cannot be done via RPA or such things. And there are uh, almost soft skills like uh, the ones we use at customer service. I don't know how you do it in IT, but I think this is comparable to the soft skills we have at customer service. And I think this is more on the human part, again, soft skills. Oh yes, and you don't have to start it manually. There are many ways to improve efficiency by better planning. There are many examples. If you talk about efficiency, less cost and more outcome, if I'm right about that, you can plan to utilize the resource more effectively. For example, you need to plan to minimize idle time of the resource. Uh, 
So when you plan to use someone's time for the implementation, you will not want to, them to sit there idle doing nothing, right? So you need to plan carefully between the multiple resources you have in the project or the team so that you have a good work assignment process so that when someone is free or have free time, they can use their idle time to something else or some more process in the queue without keeping them waiting. That can be a better test planning or assignment process. It can be agile, so you can utilize Scrum or Kanban board to help on that so that you have visibility on people's workload. Yeah, so that's one example. Again, this is something related to process. If everything is mapped at the initial phase correctly, and if there is a clear picture on what amount of workload it will take from a developer to start the development of this script, and that could go wrong at the which stage of the development for testing, then it should be quite okay. And I believe these kinds of initial mappings are planning, if done in an efficient way, with close involvement of the actual people processing the manual workaround, the operational teams having to perform this and that activity because there can be, let's say, one key business contact that needs to communicate to the developer about uh, 20 processes. But if it's not the contact that runs the manual transaction or the manual workaround, there can be something in the picture that comes right after implementing the robot. And when it gets to the actual people using on a day-to-day -day basis that specific robot, so that's planning in terms of IT side. But planning in case of, of the business, maybe the responsibility here he have to be very clear in terms of what is mapped by the developer side, what is mapped by the business side. So this is to be aligned to what it should be, what it actually is. I think it should be covered by both developers and business. And don't forget that my podcast was selected as one of the top 10 intelligent automation podcasts by Fitspot. To continue the discussion, you can find me on LinkedIn, on my Facebook page or on my blog. You can find the links in the description. Till next time, good automation.